Hey, Nicole. Hi, Evie. Cheers to the clears. Cheers. It's February, Nicole. I know. Do you like February? It's a no, nice month. February is the shitty month, but it's also the shortest winter month. It is a leap year, though. So it's still shorter. I know, but it's there's by a day. There's at 29 least, days. If not two. I know. Well, there's 29 <laughs> days. And the next day is my birthday. And it also means that spring is right around the corner because did you hear the groundhog did not see his shadow? What does that mean? Spring's that means coming quicker? we're going to have an early spring. When did that happen? When was Groundhog that Day? That happened yesterday. Well, for our listeners, well, depending on when they listen to it, it happens on February 2nd. Okay. So it happened on Sunday and Isn't we record on Monday. No, today's the third. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's appropriate right now, Nicole. We're trying to record a podcast. Oh, I was like, wait, oh, you, you totally confused me, you dick. Like, I was like, no, there's, I'm sorry, but we are That was the R. best look on her face. I know, because I was like, oh, shoot, we can't see. Yeah, we got explicit right away. Why is the mic so close? To... One mic, there we go. Okay. Um, I like our new stand. Yeah, it's uh, a more professional desk, I think. <laughs> By which I mean it is a package that was delivered that has inside of it the wheel for my tire. Nice. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a very, very professional wheel package. So. Yeah. And uh, good. Yeah. So how was your week? My week was good. I had a really great weekend. Went to Kalamazoo nice. and saw, saw my family and my brother's wife-to-be um, Alicia, who she's the reason that we went to Malaysia to mm-hmm. meet her family. She's the candy, the candy. Yes, she brought the candy nutmeg for so me. Good. Yeah, and she brought me a screw pine plant, which is a plant that's used in a lot of Malay cooking. Okay. So, yeah, which was nice. really, really sweet. But, I mean, we just had a great weekend and really, you know, wonderful visiting with everybody. And today I had a the day off work, which was amazing. Yeah. Had a super productive day. and Good. Yeah. Tell me about your week, Nicole. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> and the see. chaos ensues. Always. My life is bananas. Um, chaotic is right. So as you know, my car has been um, out of commission for a couple weeks. Broke down, if you will. So I live in a part of town that's pretty accessible to everything. Um, public transportation's right there. And my mother lives fairly close so she lets me use her car but it, it's difficult like yeah. we're in Michigan public transportation is not super great it's not super reliable and but so for about a week and a half it's been kind of a pain in the ass to not have a car um I should have gotten it fixed sooner but I just sometimes it happens and you just have that moment where you're like ah yeah and so I just you know I I sucked it up and I dealt with it and I walked everywhere um uh, one day I walked 24,000 steps <laughs> and that's, not, you know, like I just, I walked everywhere you basically and, walked to Battle Creek. Um, so, <laughs> or maybe Ann Arbor. I, I don't know. I, I went I don't to, know how far that it's, is. it's, it's, it's like very a lot, far. Yeah. I went to get my car towed a couple days ago and the tow truck driver showed up and, um, he, so I live in a complex, apartment complex, kind of a small parking lot. And he was basically going to have to take my car and push it out so he could tow, tow it, it, you know? Right? Yeah. yeah. So, 
So he looks, he, show, you know, I'm there and he's like, ah, okay. He's like, um, oh, you have it in dry. Put it in neutral for me. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, like, I hadn't really been in it. So I was like, why is it even in drive? So like I go in there and I look, I was like, okay, let me just see. So I just, I was, it was in drive and I put it in park and I just tried and it started right up. <laughs> <laughs> so basically all that meant was like, I must've like been distracted or like on the phone or something <laughs> that I, I took, my, I took my key oh, out. <laughs> I took the key out when it was in drive and I just like didn't put it in park. Okay. So when I went to go start it the next day, it wouldn't start. It's like, it was so weird. Like my mom even came over to jump it. Like we jumped <laughs> my car. We did everything until I finally called the tow truck. And it was just that I was in, in drive the whole time. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. Locking yourself in your bedroom. And so no, 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 I'll get to it. So that, um, okay. And then the getting lost at the, the trail. Oh, and nature and, center and, when I had to drink and, the pond water and, and make a walking water. stick. And now the car. So what, that, else, what else do you have in store? So for? I did. I did lock myself in the bedroom a while back. Yeah, that was another survival. That's right. Two I, episodes. I rationed my <laughs> banana and water because yes, I thought I was going to be there. That's night. right. Uh, today I locked myself out. So when I was coming over <laughs> here, I was coming over here. I must have grabbed my wallet and grabbed my stuff and just went out of my apartment. You know, out of obviously, like I just naturally locked my apartment door and then went right out of my apartment. Yeah, I got to my car. And I looked out, I didn't have my keys. That's when I called you. So I had to go back. And so my apartment is like, it's not a basement. It's like ba between basement and first floor. So it's, okay, the yeah, window yeah, yeah. comes, the window is about, um, maybe we're, we're that, we're about five, five feet up. Okay. And that seems pretty high. Maybe, yeah, that is pretty maybe high. Maybe about three and a half feet. Yeah, okay, let's okay. go with that. And there's a, I have a dresser right there and a TV on the dresser. So I had to open the window, get on the dresser, and jump. And not knock anything over. I know. The did TV, you knock anything over? No, not at all. Well, I did have to kick. So I sat on the lipstick, and that hurt. <laughs> oh. So I had to, like, grab it and kick that. I did have to kick a couple things off the dresser, <laughs> kicked my lotion, my dog food. I had to kick that. So, but then I had to jump down from the dresser and it was just, I just, it's so chaotic and ridiculous. Um, it's just my life. <laughs> so, um, but you made it. I did. But yeah, so it's just, it's, you know, that's how my life is. It's just very like, ah, but otherwise today was a nice day. I, I saw a friend I haven't seen in a very long time. We went for a nice drive. Um, I worked a lot this weekend. The Super Bowl was this weekend. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So, Ro, Ro yeah. texts me yesterday when I was still at my mom's, <clears throat> tried to trick me into watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> She's like, hey, love, how does coming over tonight, sitting on the couch with one of your besties, eating pizza, and watching fun commercials, and a cool halftime show sound, and I was like, you had me up until the halftime just show? after pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like trying to trick me into that. Like, first of all, I don't get Super Bowl at all, and you know what? Listen, to each their own, everybody, sure. you know, whatever. I'm not a fan. I'm never going to be a fan, but people keep trying to get me to their Super Bowl, oh. Super Bowl parties, and it's never going to happen. Well, I, I worked a Super Bowl party with my mom's catering company, and uh, her so her bosses, the guy that she runs the business with, yeah. his daughter's husband rented out the Birmingham um, 
that that theater in downtown Birmingham that has the marquee, like the oh, big yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. He rented the whole place out for a Super Bowl party. And so on three screens, it was like a job thing. So he invited like a few hundred people and they had a whole run of the theater. And it was actually kind of neat. There were kids and like, I'm sure that was fun for them, but it was like free access to everything. And I had four frozen Cokes. I was like, why do I have such a stomach ache? I had four. How disgusting is that? I would die for one right now. That sounds so good. Four frozen Cokes. Wow. I was like, I can't. Why does my stomach hurt so bad? <laughs> well, yeah, we got home last night from my mom's and sat down on the couch to turn on the boob tube before I, you know, did anything the in the boob? kitchen. What is it? The 50s? The boob The tube? boob tube. All right. I just like the word boob. You got a problem? No, nope. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. And our TV was turned on to the Super Bowl. And, yeah. And Amy was like, huh, mom must have been watching it. And I was like, is she a football fan? Well, everybody says, no. kind of watches it. I don't get it, though. Like, why do people sit around to watch commercials? The, because they're like the like. But you're gonna see the commercials elsewhere anyway true, at some but other point in time. I don't know. So like, Every, I mean, like we all want to fast forward through commercials. I, yet people choose to watch the Super Bowl for commercials. It's just baffling to me. I didn't care. I didn't have so much like. I didn't really have a stake in the game. I'm glad that Kansas City won because they haven't won in 50 years, and so it's good for a city. Be like this Lions won. <laughs> but um, the Patriots weren't playing, so I didn't really care that much. Um, so Katie Sowers did not win. Nope, she was on the. She I was the still rooting for Katie, even though I wasn't rooting. You don't for even know what team, team she was on. So <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, for a team not to win in fifty years, that's pretty exciting for the kids who are playing. This is how little I know about football. Okay, I'm going to tell you a Lions story. Okay, a couple years ago, I was downtown at a conference. And the conference was over for the day, so I was on my way home. And traffic was a nightmare on 75, so I decided to get off and try to navigate my way through the streets. And you literally live off Woodward. It's just up. You just got to go one way. Yeah, I was all the way downtown, though. Woodward goes to the water. (laughs) I'm just saying. For future reference. I I understand that Woodward goes. I'm not. Don't yell at me. I was trying to navigate <laughs> over to Woodward. Okay, all right. From where I had Okay, exited. I'm just kidding, but okay. I'm just saying, just go up. Slow your okay. roll, little lady. All right, fair enough. And there's all these people walking around, and they're blocking traffic everywhere, and they're wearing these blue shirts, and I'm like, fucking tigers, man. I fucking hate the tigers. <laughs> like, blah, 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 talking so much mad shit about the tigers to myself out loud in the car. And then I, by the time I get home, I'm listening to NPR, and it says something about the Lions game in downtown Detroit, and I was like, Oh, no wonder their jerseys look different. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you dork. <laughs> you dork. Well, so that's that. Yeah, so that's yeah. that. Should we do the news then? Let's do the news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking. Breaking gay news. Breaking gay news. Queer, queer, queer. I like news, news, news. Wait, breaking gay news. Breaking gay news. <laughs> Um, the other day, I heard uh, when I was driving, where the fuck is that? The, like the emergency broadcast. Yeah. I didn't know they still did that. I oh, swear yeah. to God, I thought that stuff stopped in the 80s. I was pulling into Taco Bell. I meant to say Trader Joe's, but <laughs> probably wanted to go to Taco Bell, but I was pulling into Trader Joe's, and I was like, oh shit, Subliminal it's going messages down. messages coming from your brain. Let's it's go to going Taco down, Bell. Yeah. Let's go to Taco oh, Bell. Oh, God. 
But I was like, oh, it's that's it, the end of the world. Because it was like, Doo! and I was like, what the fuck? But they were like, this is a test. I was like, what? A test of the emergency broadcast. Who's there? Oh my God, remember when that happened to Hawaii? Well, you never know. Yeah. I mean, especially these days, things are so oh. uncertain around the world. With Hawaii, that I know the, the missiles, the missiles coming. Did, I you, mean, ever, like, did oh. you ever read the last messages that some people sent? Yeah, they were brutal. Awful. Yeah, yeah, it was horrifying. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> breaking news. Here he, here he. Read all about it. Here she, here she. Look here they, you. here they. Look at you. Okay, I'm gonna just do this. <laughs> this is not a test of the emergency broadcast system. News. It is news. the queerest news. Okay. How about I start? You start. Because I'm at. Tell me all 30%. about 30%. Tell me all about the things, girl. All right. I'm going to start with a story. Marsha P. Johnson is getting a state park in Brooklyn named after her. Oh, that's fucking yep. rad. To kick off Black History Month, mm. Governor Andrew Cuomo announced that he will rename a state park in honor of the activist and icon. A park in Brooklyn, New York, will be renamed in the honor of trans woman activist Marsha P. Johnson, Governor Andrew Cuomo announced on Saturday. Uh, Johnson was the co-founder of what's considered the world's first trans organization star, Street Transvestites Action Revolutionaries, um, with uh, Sylvia Riviera. Rivera. Yeah, I, I said that. I see right. Yep. <laughs> Sylvia Rivera. Because I, I saw the. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, the whole reading out loud thing. Yeah, Yeah, it's hard. Johnson became a prominent figure and icon for the LGBTQ movement in the immediate aftermath of the Stonewall riots. Star Star organized on behalf of LGBTQ youth and sex workers, also creating the Star House to provide housing, community, and other ways of support. The park, currently known as East River State Park, is located in Williamsburg. And it will be the first park in New York named after an LGBTQ person. Oh, my God. That's fucking yep. amazing. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool story. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. You heard it here. New York. First. Good job, Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. And good job, me, for bringing the story. And good job to whoever made this happen, because we know it really just wasn't Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo. It was I- like he just woke up one day and said, oh, I have an idea. Let's name a park after yeah. Marsha P. Johnson. Well, I'm because sure. I'm sure that's exactly the way he talks. Yeah. Um, and I do get that you're saying Cuomo and I said Cuomo. I mean, I get it. Oh, I wasn't. you know that when I read. Correcting you. And I, I look at the letters, I have a difficult time with it. I wasn't correcting you. I was all right. We all know talking. what's going on. Calm it down. Turn around. Stop yelling at me. You're very close <laughs> to me while I'm reading these news stories today. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Next. Go. Next story is... Uh, <laughs> Frozen's Elsa comes out as a lesbian in Kate McKinnon's sketch. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, first of all, have you seen Frozen? No, okay. I have not. It's a lovely movie. So I yes. haven't seen the second I heard one. it's really good. I have a friend, Emma. Emma, I don't think you're listening. She doesn't listen very often, but I have a friend, Emma, who's very, very into Frozen, and she is, like, obsessed with the second one. Yeah. But my niece is very obsessed with the first one. Actually, my nephew is, too. So we've watched <laughs> the first one a million yeah. times. Um, I need to see the second one, but there was a lot of debate on whether or not Elsa would get a girlfriend because they kept her. So I guess they queer baiting was Disney. Absolutely. This is such a Uh, prime example. I used it correctly. Yes. And there's a couple on, um, on frozen two to ship Elsa and some other chick. I'm going to be honest. I don't know her name. Okay. But she's, um, I don't know, whatever. Anyway. So the movie was like, 
it was, you know, most Disney movies kind of revolve around a love story. Sure. And Elsa being the queen, there is no love story. And so, and she just has this, yes, like. The queen is always this dried with her. Well, she had also this kind of, like, I don't know, just this energy about her. It's a cartoon, obviously. But yeah. you'd have to watch it. And people were just very, like, you know, so she had this kind of, like, energy about her. So it was like, oh, is Elsa. And the second one coming out. They were very vague about it. And even, like, um, Kristen Bell, who's in the movie as her sister, she was, like, as even... Elsa's sister? As Elsa's sister, Not yeah. Not Kristen Bell's own sister. No. Well, you sister. said Kristen Bell as her sister. Everybody else was following along? Follow along. I'm sure. Um, so she was, uh, she was like, <laughs> even in support of, like, giving Elsa a girlfriend. Of course she was. Because Kristen Bell's awesome. They didn't. And anyway, so this is the story. Um, so... Uh, this weekend's SNL parody, uh, yes, yes, yes. The Disney animated sequel Frozen 2 by showing deleted scenes featuring a lesbian Elsa. Oh my God. Hilarious. Um, the parody seemingly acknowledged the 2016 social media campaign asking Disney to hashtag give Elsa a girlfriend in light of her remaining unpartnered by the uh, first film's end. Yep. Um, in the parody, Queen Elsa is played by lesbian comic Kate McKinnon, and Elsa doesn't doesn't seem entirely pleased that she remained curiously single in the film's first two installments. True to Frozen 2's actual plot, the sketch opens with Elsa lost in an enchanted forest while inquisitive. Oh my God, you're totally fine. I know. While calling out other characters' names, Elsa drops. I'm gay into the list, or I'm gay kind of question mark into the list. <laughs> when her sister Anna, which is Christy right. character, shows up, Elsa says, I don't know whether we're heading north, south, gay, or west. <laughs> <laughs> when Anna says, did you say gay? Elsa responds with, no, I'm not anything. You have a fulfilling heterosexual marriage at the age of 18, and I've just spent two whole movies playing with snow. Both are equal and good. And then in Frozen 3, I could just freeze my eggs. <laughs> Which sounds awesome. Anna then sings a parody of Frozen's Academy Award winning song, Let It Go, called We All Know. Oh, so, I love this. Yes. So watch this skit. Oh, my God. Watch this yeah. And yeah. Kate McKinnon is amazing and I, perfect. She and, is amazing and perfect. And I so. hear there's a couple of good skits. Like the, she... According to one headline I read, destroys Lindsey Graham with her SNL parody skit, yeah. um, whatever. So I, I love forward, it. So. I, I look forward to Miss Lindsey being destroyed. Miss Lindsey? Well, Miss Lindsey. Okay. Clutching her pearls, watching Kate McKinnon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my news. Queer and sober, new options arise for those seeking booze-free fun. And I thought this kind of tied well in with our topic tonight. So let me just, I'll read the article and we'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, Probably in our major segment. Arielle Clark, 28, grew up in a sober household in Louisville, Kentucky. Was never drawn to alcohol, but when, as a teenager, she began the process of coming out, alcohol suddenly became a ubiquitous, Mm. it became ubiquitous in her social life. When I was growing up, I was kind of figuring out my sexuality. All of a sudden, I was inundated with alcohol, she told NBC News. Going to Kentuckian Pride, Kentuckiana Pride, excuse me, Kentuckiana. It must be, like, yeah. with Indiana or something? Unless, must be, yeah. I've been to Pride in Lexington. It was huh. dope. Because I, I know <laughs> that they have, like, shit. That makes sense, so, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, her home state's largest gay pride celebration at 16 was Clark's LGBT puberty moment, she said. While she witnessed the heavy presence of alcohol at the event, she felt accepted. Her next milestone, friends said at the time, would be turning 21 and being able to go to the gay bars. Clark quickly realized that alcohol use and, in many cases, dependence were large parts of the LGBTQ scene and she had been that she had been introduced to. She eventually decided gay bars were not for her, but she had a hard time finding a social alternative. That's when she got the business idea for Sis Got Tea, a tea shop that she hopes will provide a safe, alcohol-free social space for Louisville's Black queer community that is accessible to people with disabilities. While she continues to fundraise for the shop's brick-and-mortar space, she's been hosting pop-up events around the city that aren't centered around alcohol. It took until my mid to late 20s to finally find a group of black queer women where I could finally relax my shoulders, and I really want to provide that for the community, Clark said. Siscot Tea, which Clark hopes will open later this year, will be among a new wave of queer alcohol-free social spaces and traveling events that have popped up over the last few years and serve as alternatives to gay bars. While sober social spaces and events have become social, have become popular among younger Americans more broadly, they are particularly noteworthy within the LGBTQ community where substance abuse is disproportionately high and gay bars have long served as unofficial community centers yeah. and safe havens. Yes, they have. Um, and I mean, the article is really long and it kind of goes on about other places where they're doing this. And I just kind of wanted to bring attention to it. I don't want to read the whole thing because it's, it is really long, but again, we'll provide a link to it. And I yeah. think it's really awesome because it is, you know, I mean, we've mentioned here, I mean, even though we both imbibe, we've definitely mentioned, you know, what about queer, queer, sober people? Like, yeah. What for about sure. sober spaces? Yeah. Yeah. Cause really, I mean, so I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I want to, like, I try to drink less and stuff. And when I go out, like, like occasionally, like at Soho and stuff, I'll get soda waters and, and it's fine, but it is just such a bar. I mean, it's such a bar. There are so few places that actually like the whole, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't know hundred percent that I would actually like hang out at a coffee shop anymore. It's just not really my scene. I'm also older, like, but that used to have that, you know, like we were talking before the places in Ferndale. Yeah. What was it, Lavender Moon? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, Lavender Moon. Real. Yes, Lavender like Moon, old, yeah. but it was still Zeke's a space to and, be. No, yes. Zeke's was... Zato's? Zato's. Oh, my God. I spent a good year and a half yeah. literally just sitting in the back part of Zato's in that back um, parking lot. Well, not back parking lot, but back sitting area. Big part, part of my life. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so sober yeah. spaces are important. It is. Yeah, sure. they are. They're very, yeah, very needed and... I think that's awesome. Yeah. Just got tea if you're in Kentuckyana. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tie to Louisville. Or so, Louisville, yeah. yeah. Louisville's a cool town. Actually, so yeah. my second story actually ties in to our hometown here. Well, our home city, I should say, because it's not really my hometown. It's but not. Detroit, Ruth Ellis Center. The Ruth Ellis Center is building 43 units of supportive housing for LGBTQ young adults. Wait, what? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that fucking awesome? In 18 months, what's now an empty field on Claremont, just west of Woodward, will be a new home for dozens of LGBTQ young adults now experiencing Whoa. homelessness. The 43-unit mixed-use permanent housing development is a collaboration between Highland Park's Ruth Ellis Center and Full Circle Communities, a nonprofit developer out of Chicago and represents a movement toward offering a vulnerable community housing before tackling other issues that can lead to homelessness. 
34 of the units will be offered supported by vouchers that will cover most, if not all, of their expenses. Eight units will be offered at low cost. The final unit will be a home to will be a home to a live-in peer support specialist. The residents will have more than a roof over their head. A range of resources will be offered, including, including health and wellness center, two case managers, and a behavioral health specialist, said Jerry Peterson, executive director of Ruth Ellis. Primary care doctors will be available as well as addiction and mental health counseling. Amazing. The target audience for the building is LGBTQ people from 18 to 25 years of age, Peterson said, with a special emphasis on providing stable housing for trans women of color. Every single resident will have access to the resources they need, Peterson said. The development is expected to break ground this spring and opens by mid-2021. So, I mean, again, I'm not going to read the whole article. It's super long and super amazing, and I'm so excited about this. Jerry Peterson is an amazing human being. I yeah. worked with him in the past. Oh, you know him? Yeah. Cool. He's Very cool. Wonderful. Yeah. He's really a great asset to our community. Excellent. Good news. Yeah. Good news tonight. Good news. Mostly all the way around. Right. Did we? Yeah. I don't think there was any bad news. Yeah. Okay. Yay, gay. Yay, gay. Yay. I'm telling you. Ugh. Og. Og. Gug. Gug. Adulting while gay. gay. Making friends. Adult friendships. Making beans while gay. Ooh, I That's do that all did. the time. Yeah. yeah. Making friends while gay. I don't do that all the time. No. <laughs> but I make beans all the you time. You make a lot of beans. I make a lot of beans. Not make a lot of friends. And I make a lot of hot beans. Hot Not beans. hot friends. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I mean, considering I don't make a lot of friends. Okay, okay, let's go with that. <laughs> Take these away. Nicole um, is currently addicted to the candy. Okay, now that we're talking about it, that I just introduced her to um, earlier. It's the best thing I've ever had. It's pretty it is amazing. My new favorite food. Go to the Asian market near you, and if there isn't one near you, Amazon. I'm sure. Yeah, Amazon will totally find. Yeah, you'll find some. Candy, yeah. candy nutmeg, nutmeg, so good, amazing. Um, great. So yes, this week we are talking about well, kind of a continuation of last week. Last yeah. week we talked about, um, you know, making friends when you're a kid. It's kind of awkward as it is, but yep. when you're gay, how that might affect your friendships. Yes. And this week we're carrying and those uh, internal uh, weird dialogue yes. that you may or may not have with yourself, and Which, I have. Many. We did, yes. <laughs> you do, do not kiss your friends. Do, do not kiss your friends. <laughs> do not. Yeah, don't even pretend kiss your friends. They will yes. know. No, they are they going to know. know. Yes. Um, so, well, actually, that really can go into the... So, this week, we're talking about the same thing, but as yeah, an adult. As an adult. Um, and I... When we started... I mean, Oh, go ahead. No. Sorry. What I was going to say is, when we started talking about it, I definitely thought more about this in the context of like my younger, you know, like, because we both worked in restaurants and that's a very social place. Like outside of college, like restaurants is kind of where you meet people. And so I was it's kind of thinking, great way oh my gosh, people. all my people. <laughs> so I was thinking more in my like early twenties, all my twenties and maybe a little of the thirties, but yeah. like, that's really like at this point now it's a little different, but it's like very different. Although it is still awkward. We'll get into that too, because still I awkward. still have had that experience. Even the last few weeks where I've met people where it's like, 
Do I want to pursue this friendship? <laughs> and how does that, what does that look like? And is it going to be weird if I call them? I mean, is there a rule <laughs> on how soon I can call this yes. person or ask for their phone number? Are they going to think that I want to sleep with them because I'm, I'm asking for yes. their number? That and, is so oh. tricky. So, and that's, I mean, um, again, I definitely want to get into this because this is something that's just happened to me recently and it's so weird and I love to talk about it and explore that. <laughs> but um let's talk a little bit about like younger. So when you're I mean, because I don't know about you, but I was absurdly social. Like when I was in my early twenties, like I was pretty popular. Like well, I was social. Like yeah, I, yeah. okay. Well I mean here's the thing. Okay. I okay. just want to say that like when you're a kid, mm-hmm. really all you need to have in common with somebody is like you have to live on your street. Yeah, we're the same age. We both have a bike. Whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, we don't even have to be the same age. Just if they have a bike and you live in my street, we're friends. We go to the same school. Yep. Whatever it is. Yeah, we have the same babysitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, as an adult, how do you make friends? You know, it's so it's so like weird. New friends outside okay. of restaurant culture, which is super an easy. It's a it's yeah, a but it's good easy. But this friends. is important to talk about too. So when you were, mm-hmm. um, okay, so before you started dating, Amy, in my twenties, when you were. Single, let's say, and I, I really have been, been single been... much of my adult okay. life. I don't know where to go with this then, because I guess you don't. <laughs> well, no, you know I, what? Mean, I have. That's you not can true. still have friends. I was technically married while I was also single. Which that's a conversation for another say, time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's that's all. All that means is that the divorce wasn't final. Oh, okay. And that took many years for that okay. to happen. Because of paperwork, snafus, and all the things, and whatever. I mean, so like, I mean. He and I were actually married way longer than we were actually sure. married. So okay. for a period of that time, yes, I, well, I had single. And, and truthfully, it wasn't fair to say single because you can still make friends when you're in a relationship. I, but I'm saying... Actually, no, no, you can't. No, <laughs> once once you're in Depends. a relationship, you're closed off. You can never, ever talk to another human we're being We're friends for the rest of your and life. you're in a relationship. I know, I'm being facetious. Thank I'm you. Me. Okay, so... <laughs> all right, young young... Early twenties. That's kind of what we we can start around yes. there. After high school, because high school kind of like also sets you like in a different like kind of social structure, and you know, I feel like you're it's kind of pushes you with certain people. Then after that, college, yeah. early twenties, yeah. Um, outside of college, how did you meet your people? The people, just your people. Just when you think your people when you were younger, like your friends, like how did you meet them? Hmm. Did you have any? <laughs> That's, I don't start know. There. That's a really good question. I mean, well, I mean, I, you know, college, yeah. I got people there that I considered so my people. Did, and- did you keep those friends after college or are those the people that you kind of like, except the only reason I'm not really saying college as much because it's also a different kind of, you know, it's, it's not really the real world in the way that like, no, it's not. you're not on your own, like Mm-mm. meeting people is really easy. You feel like you're on your own for yeah. the first time, but you're really not. And, and meeting people is easy because you're yeah. just, pushed with them you live with them but so like like you know your first I've I've been a nomad much like you Mm -hmm. so I've I've had lots of different groups of friends in lots of different places Mm -hmm. and not all of them have I kept in contact with and I've lost touch with probably most of them sure yeah um it's funny because making friends is about as difficult as it is to have this conversation yeah I mean (laughs) so like and you can tell I'm the one who's like 
let's be friends. <laughs> like, I mean, people like, like, it's funny. Cause I'm, and then I'm the one who's in yeah. the corner. Like, <laughs> and um, you're the one who's like, I don't know if I really want to be friends exactly. with you because, so, uh, I have a lot going on right now, even though I'm sleeping <laughs> 23 hours a day. And <laughs> so this conversation, um, I think would speak volumes about, uh, how you are, how it is, how difficult it is to make a friendship with it you. It is hard. Um, okay. Well then I'll, we'll talk, we'll start with yeah, me. You well, sit on that and think like, for a little Here's while. the thing. Like, it seems to me one of the biggest differences between you and I, outside of pretty much everything, <laughs> okay. is that you hold on to people throughout your life, like from so? different places and different yeah. areas, whereas I don't have that as much. You know, come to think of it, I, I 100% agree, because I can't think of one person that you really talk about besides your mom. <laughs> That's like, and hello to Evie's mom. I can't wait to meet you, by the way. Yeah. Um, you sound fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yes. She's Which amazing. I adore your mom. No, but I'm I saying, do like, have, I, I have, hear a lot of, yeah, older friends. Like, my you... oldest friends are, they live in Los Angeles. Okay. And we've been friends for over 20 years. That's cool. So, I mean, those are my oldest friends. Okay. But, I mean, I don't see them regularly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so, I mean, I've got friends from different eras of my life, but... And how, how I found those friends, those, those people, yeah. those, my people. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Erica walked up to me one day, we were working at a bookstore and she said something sassy and sarcastic. And I responded with equal sass and sarcasm. And she was definitely a gatekeeper mm -hmm. at that place in terms of people who were cool or not cool. You know yeah. what i At a bookstore in LA? Yeah. What bookstore? It was a Barnes and Noble. Oh, okay. Um, it's actually, I think it might still be there in Marina Del Rey. Oh, Jesus! You did you live in LA and commute to Marina Del Rey? No, I lived in uh, Playa Del Rey. And okay, yeah. Venice, and Venice, Venice isn't bad yeah. too. Yeah, but yeah. that's a. I only know and Inglewood and yeah. No, you did live places. in Inglewood. Yeah. yeah, I interviewed at a place in Marina Del Rey, and um, I was two and a half hours late for the interview. <laughs> Because of fucking traffic. I completely <laughs> lied. It was like, oh my God, I have it here. I swear to God, I had a Palm Pilot. Actually, the funny thing is, is um, my girlfriend at the time had the Palm Pilot and it didn't work. But I just was like, showed it to him and I was like, I have it here, my Palm Pilot at three o'clock. And I was literally just two and a half hours late. Oh my God, but it was hilarious. for like a job that I was so not qualified for anyway. And yeah. I have no clue yeah. why they interviewed oh, me. But absolutely. anyway, sorry. Way yeah, out of time. Way out of, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so. So, but, I mean, the way I met her mm -hmm. was, you know, to be sassy and sarcastic back to her and kind of give her the shit that she was giving me right back. And we just kind of bonded, you know, like just by being like our sassy yeah. selves with each other. And, and so I was kind of in with her and then I got in with, then you, you know, cool. one of her other best friends. And then I, I kind of got in with you know, the, the bookstore crowd, which and was, they the were crowd. all, yeah. yeah. I mean, and they were all, you know, intellectual and smart and funny and oh, so witty and sarcastic yeah. and just a lot of fucking fun. So, I mean, that's how I got in with that crew. So did, did your, see, cause this is a little different, but did your sexuality, was that? So my sexuality, that's interesting because during that time was when I transitioned from dating men to women. Okay. Okay. And these friends were just sort of 
nonplussed about the whole thing. Along for the ride. You know what I mean? They were along for the ride the whole way. They were like, I mean, I remember it's, it's kind of hilarious to think about when we were at, uh, one of our friends, uh, places one night and we were watching, uh, Oh God, but I want to be a cheerleader. Oh my God. Yeah. That movie. Classic. Classic. And at the time I had only gone through rehab for, you know, heroin addiction. Yeah. Um, and at the, and so, you know, when we were watching that movie, one of them turned to me and was like, Oh, Eve, it's just too bad. You weren't gay. It would have only been four steps instead of 12, you know, like joking, you know, <laughs> yes, like yeah, making yeah. fun of the whole like four For step sure. process that they had at their camp. And then, you know, a little while later I ended up starting to date, to date yeah. one of uh, our, our, our other coworkers actually. Ooh. Yeah. And that's a whole fucking nightmare. Of oh a story. my God. I, I did. I did. <laughs> I might, I, but it wasn't yeah. a nightmare with my friends and my friends were just like, sort of like, whatever, yeah. that's Evie, you know, she's dating this person now instead of this person, you know, and they, they never made any kind of judgments, but that was also like in my twenties. And I mm-hmm. feel like that was very different than now, but okay. So here's the question I have. So this is the, the, the tricky part. So you're in your twenties and you're queer, you're dating a woman and you meet other people. Yeah. As an adult, did you have a hard time coming out? Yes. So that's, that's, a, it's tricky. Yeah. Cause you, you constantly have to come yes, out. It's a constant process. And that is the thing with coming out. The first time is the big one, obviously. Right. But you come you out every day. Admission to yourself. Yes. As well as some of your closest loved ones. But then any job, anything, anybody you meet, it, it's. Every fucking that is, time. It gets tedious. It's the most interesting thing because I. How do I drop this information? See, to me, it became. Well, first of all, I had a real problem when I was single working in a restaurant. Almost all the girls. Like, I had a, a situation with most of them at some point, And it was just ridiculous. Because yeah. I was young and I just said, oh, yeah. Is this your 20s? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was single and I was like, oh, my Ready God. to mingle. All of them. There were oh, so many welcome. situations. <laughs> but it was so messy altogether. But, um, but I 20s loved, are messy. 20s are messy. That's yeah. what 20s are for. So. I loved coming out. I always thought it was really fun in conversation. Like, even now. Like, just dropping. So, you can't just say girlfriend, obviously, because it just doesn't work. Like, people are like, oh, you're a friend. But if you say ex-girlfriend, oh. <laughs> and you need to find a way to put, like, if you bring that into conversation, that changes. I mean, they immediately, like, register. Like, you're not going to say, like my ex-girlfriend and just talking about yeah but if no, you say my ex, not and there's um a lot of ways you can bring that up <laughs> Ooh, yes. I like so, this method. my ex-girlfriend Teach to me, me that's what I would say because I just mostly because it would end up being first of all you know if like I just say restaurants because you know any other job I had it was just always different a different kind of environment if, whether it was an office or something it just didn't it, it is wasn't and that's why I feel like restaurants are the easiest place to make friends for sure. And that's how, like, I've made, like, some of my, well, you know my bestie, Libby. Yes. Hi, Libby. Hey, Libby. Love you, Libby. We miss you. I <laughs> haven't met you yet, but I feel like I know you. I, I miss Libby every day. But she, um, you know, I met her at, at uh, the restaurant at work in Boston. I met my ex-girlfriend there. Maggiano? Yes. I met all of my, I mean, my whole Boston. Maggiano should sponsor us at this point. <laughs> if only we had sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> um, my whole, like, my whole like social landscape in Boston is is just dotted with people from Argentinos. Like yeah. it's just yeah, and it was, but it was so fun. We were all friends, 
And like the couple people that weren't, I felt bad for them. We were all friends and we were like, we would constantly do things together. Like, and even the people that when I first started there, there was a, a, a group of girls that all worked there and they left like shortly after. They're still some of my good friends yeah. too. Like everybody from there. We just, but Boston's a little different. Like I don't find that as much here in Michigan. Um, even LA was kind of like that. Like we're restaurants in big cities, people like take the job kind of seriously. And they're usually there to pay rent and stuff where a lot of people here, some of them are, but a lot of them are just working through school or working. You know, it's not, not a lot of people work in restaurants here and really make a goal of it. You know, it's usually like a transition. A path, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I don't even know that there are career paths in Boston, but like you, it's very expensive to live there. And to be honest, waiting tables, you make a ton of money. And that was yeah. an easy way to like make, your money yeah and then a lot of people were like even if they had a nine to five or something you still but it was an important job it wasn't just a you know I mean obviously there were restaurants that people worked at through school and stuff but most of the people if you moved away and went to school in Boston not a lot a ton of people weren't working their way through school right right you know whereas here there's a lot of commuter schools and stuff and it's a lot of students and young you know so like but in cities like that people find like their home in these restaurants yeah and that was to me, so I know well, I think more yeah. fine dining and upscale restaurants yeah. well, tend to be yeah. more people who have tried to make it their career path yeah. or which it can be a fell into one. their career path or whatever, yeah. you know, it can be I mean, a great yeah. job. I mean, absolutely. I know some people but outside yeah. of restaurants though. I mean, like it is a great environment to meet people in. Mm-hmm. it's a great environment to like bond with people. I mean, you go through fucking war every night with every the goddamn night, yeah. customers, you know, yeah. like, whether or not they know it, you know it. So, <laughs> I mean, so it's different, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, what about outside of restaurants? Like how do we make friends as adults? That is tricky. So this is what a couple things. So I know as of right now, the, a big, you know, probably the most popular way to meet people at this point is online. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Um, and so, um, you know, for my brief little since, you know how I go on dating apps and then I delete <laughs> them after a day or two, Bumble has like an option that you can swipe right on, um, like, you know, another girl can swipe right on you or whatever it, for like, you know, for friendship. And I don't remember if they switched it to where you actually state friendship or relationship, but like, and it's a really popular option on Bumble. Okay. So a lot of people were on Bumble looking for friendships, which is also confusing when you're dating women to, because then you're yeah, like, okay. like, I want to be best friends. And you're like, yeah, I know exactly what's going to happen with you. And that's going to be a problem. So, yeah. What, um, I, what does that mean? That means, uh, oh, I don't know, like becoming friends with somebody who, I don't know, this straight who girl thing. completely unavailable to you emotionally and Yeah, like that's my, yeah, that is okay. completely my MO. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, you know. I, well, I just, you said you know what's going to happen. I'm like, no, no but I mean like, I no, because you don't, but I mean, I have a tendency to get in and it, it, oh, to have, I don't want to say like inappropriate feelings, but like my feelings emotional, are Emotional, you get emotionally off. attached to somebody before. No, because I don't even, it's weird because I'm not, I don't know what I get. I just, I, I have a tendency to kind of like be into the wrong people. We'll just say so that. you're afraid to kiss your friends. Kind of like when we were a kid. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> my problem. <laughs> That's the problem. Like you shouldn't oh, be no, kissing. Why kiss my friends now? <laughs> no, you shouldn't be kissing your friends. Well, mo- all well. of my friends are in relationships at this point. Like most of them are. <laughs> um, But That's. <laughs> well, well, that's your 20s. Um, and now it's that's like, your twenties yeah. as, yeah, so, as a queer person. Oh, in my twenties, I had no problem with that. Like, yeah. 
kissing. But I was also in relationships for a long time. So that was another thing too. So you're in a queer relationship. So I had a a girlfriend making friends with other girls and stuff. Um, It was always, it was a strange thing. So it's okay. Um, let me ask you. So you are in a committed partnership. Yeah. Very happy relationship. Yeah. Do you guys, is that an issue if you meet somebody new and make friends with somebody? Well, I think it just kind of depends on the situation. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just does. It just depends on the situation. I, I mean, in the past, you know, I mean, like if I've met a new butch lesbian, um, I wouldn't say that it hasn't been an issue in our relationship, but I would say that Amos is very capable and confident in herself Mm -hmm. that she's, you know, that she's comfortable enough and, you know, she handles that very, very well. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that it hasn't been an issue in, in other ways, the way things have kind of played out, but I mean like, yeah, I mean, it's, it is tricky. Well, it's different because in like, um, heterosexual relationships, uh, I know, I mean, I don't know from personal experience, but there's definitely more, um, issues built up around people befriending others of, you know, people of the opposite sex. Absolutely. Can men and women actually be friends? And I mean, which is a yes, actually. Yeah. And it's not, (laughs) it shouldn't be a problem, but like, I, I don't know, I guess it would be for each person, like person, like personally, how, you know, when, when is it inappropriate? Like it's one thing to go out with some coworkers and stuff, yes. but if it is it, if it's like one-on-one, if it's like, let's say, you know, you're, you have a- but I think that also there's a difference in, uh, in making friends with other queer women mm-hmm. versus other straight or yeah, other women who are straight. Okay. Right? Do you think that like factors into your relationship or? Well, I think generally speaking, I mean, yeah. Yeah. In the sense that the women that I kind of really want to hang out with are queer women. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, I have my, I ha- I do have straight friends. Mm-hmm. You do? I I'm do. I have a couple. I have, I have quite a few. Um, but yeah. Libby. Same, but, <laughs> my hey, bestie. Libby. Love you. Uh, <laughs> fucking straight people. Just kidding, Libby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just different, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's something else that we should actually talk about though, is right. Sure. The, the dynamic between making a friend with a straight woman versus making friends with a queer woman. Well, that's what I kind of want to get into right now. Like how being friends with a straight woman. So because you've been in a relationship, have have you been out and queer and single and friends with a straight woman? (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) I had to think about that. Was it really hard? (laughs) Did it change the way that, do do you think it changed your friendship? Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, <laughs> no. That, 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 I, I was queer. Do do I think that yeah, that like as, our relationship? Yes, yeah, like when we were talking how about how we interacted with each other. Did I just hit you? No, it's. I was like, why are my hands? I have no circulation, but it's my jeans turned my hands blue. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I get I get scared. Are they new jeans? No, I just don't wash them. Oh. Um, they're like six months. Never wash them. No worries. Anyway. Uh, so no, what I was saying is like, cause when we talked about last week with like 
how it's kind of different when you're a kid. It just, you know, it's just that little bit of a difference. It's like lingering there. Do you, as an adult woman, like making friends with a straight woman, do you feel like after you come out or whatever, like, do you, do you think that that makes it more difficult? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I do. And it's probably completely 100% in my head. Yeah. Or it's, a, yeah. And it's not the person. Yeah. It's not at all them necessarily and not at all the way they treat me, but it does make me more hyper aware of the way I might behave with that person. Like if I, you know, mm -hmm. if I want to be affectionate with them, are they going to think, Oh, I'm coming on to them. So this is exactly what we're talking about exactly. last week. Exactly. But as an adult, it is such exactly. a, it's such a strange it's so space weird. because so as an, as an adult queer woman. Do you woman, have this experience as well? I mean. Oh my God. All the time. <laughs> yeah. So I have a lot of straight friends that it's not like that. Like, yeah. Um, it's like, I'm not attracted to any of them. Yeah. But I'm worried that they're going to think that I am because I'm a lesbian, because of the old queer tropes and all that bullshit. Yes. And I feel like I befriend women differently. I don't know how to explain it. Like, um, or differently maybe, than men or maybe, yeah. Maybe women that's differently than queer women or what do you no, mean? No, just differently. Um, gay and, men different than straight men. I mean like, yeah, I mean, I think it's in my head because I have that, yeah. uh, that fear of like, I don't want them to think that I'm coming on to them. And then there's a part of me and this is just being truthful. That's like, am I coming up? Like, yeah, not that I am, but am yeah. I, yeah, I like, hear you. is this something that am I like, do I want to be friends with her because I want to sleep with her or do I just want to be friends with her? Cause I like her. Am I interested yeah. in her or am I just interested in her? Right. You know? And it's, it is a very fine line. It's very complicated. It and is for, very complicated. And for the most part, it's actually funny because it's not complicated. It's it not. Is yeah. Cross friendship. Agreed. But there's this, this dialogue is inner dialogue that's like constantly going and like, and it's not something I think about often. Like I was with a friend today and certainly wasn't on my mind. Like there's a million other things going on. And, but there are certain circumstances where like, but with newer friends, it yes. is different. So we have the friend I was with today. We have a bit of a history. We're still kind of newer friends because we haven't seen each other in years. So, but we have a history and it's just, but like meeting somebody brand new, sure. which I've done that recently too. Like just met this girl and she, and then, and it's like, I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not assuming her sexuality. I'm not assuming anyone's sexuality. I learned that week because I did that too this last week. Uh -oh. Uh oh, I got me someone all sorts of crap. What? No, but like that meeting, should get you in all sorts it's, of No, it's, it's really gross behavior that I need to like break. And I do do that. Like I assume based on really basic things. Yeah. Which everybody needs uh, to stop doing. Yeah, and I yeah. need that. So yeah. I'm aware of it. But um, in, the, in that situation, too, actually, that kind of situation with that person, like, just, like, meeting new people, like, well, and first of all, it's just awkward making new friends when you're older because you don't know where to, like, do you, especially now that there's this, like, middle forum of, like, being online friends. Right. Oh my God, you can stay there forever. And I yes. have actually, I have a couple friends that I randomly met, like through my favorite murder website and stuff that like, we're just online friends and there's some great people. Yeah. But like, and then I have some friends that I almost don't need to hang out with because we're online friends. But then there are other people where you're like, but you seem really cool. And I yeah. want to, but it's so weird. And to, I like, want to kind of hang out with you. I want to like, hang out with life. you. Yes. And but I don't know how to do that. So it's just, it's, it's such a weird 
I don't know. I well, like and I was saying earlier, like the whole like when is it too soon? When when is it too yes, soon for me yes. to call you? Oh as, my god, call like a friend. And, I, I don't even. And is it when is it too soon for me to say, hey, let's hang out and do something? You know, I know. I mean, and then it you're like feels I, awkward in that kind of way of like, uh, I'm not really asking you on a date, but I don't want you to think I'm asking you on a date. But I really want to hang out with you and like, uh, how do I navigate this? My problem, the problem with like being single is then I like I doubt I doubt myself where I'm like, am I? Like, wait, like I confuse it because it, it sometimes gets confusing because I do date women so it's sometimes you just meet somebody and I mean and okay I'll, this is a whole other episode on like having any kind of like relationship relationship with a woman who just mostly or only dates men because I've been there too and I actually lost a friend out of that like a very good friend and it kind of like it's a bummer still. I've dated those girls. <laughs> oh yeah. I definitely <laughs> hung out with those girls and I um, met girls like you. <laughs> wait, what? Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. The ones falling in love with the straight girls yeah. all the time and yeah. Yeah, and like I don't think I do that like overall, but okay. there are a couple specific people that like like I had a friend from high school that we reconnected and I don't know, this girl is the cutest girl on the face of the planet. And it was like, um, we started talking like a while back and we just talked all the time, all day, every day. And I was like, oh, my heart, my little heart was broken when it just ended. And it kind of became, it was, uh, it was completely the fall in love with the straight girl. Like, and then she was even at one point admitted to like having feelings, which was, it was there. Like it was so obvious. We were just so connected, but I knew it wasn't going to happen. And then all of a sudden, literally all of a sudden she was married. And it was like, I, she didn't even tell me about this whole other thing because we have this weird thing. And it was just, it was so bad. It was just one of those situations that I was like, I am so old to be involved in this. Yeah. It's a bummer. Um, and we, you know, I lost my friendship too out of that. And like, which I mean, I don't know, but it's still, so I try not to do that. So yeah, I mean, I've lost friendships. I mean, okay. So I lost a friendship within the past several years. Mm -hmm. Uh, with another queer woman who was in also a committed relationship with another queer person, um, non-binary person. Okay. And the second I met this person, um, we'll call her Anna. Okay. That's not her name. That is a name I'm making up right now on the spot. Uh, but so when I met Anna, I was like, I immediately was drawn to her. I yeah. was like, I fucking love her. Yeah. She is my sister from another mister. Yeah. Like I just fucking identify with her. I am. We just have the same kind of energy. Like sure. it really flows when we're together. Like I really just liked her and, um, and her partner as well, whom I worked with at the time and <clears throat> Amos was really into them as, as well. Like we all met, you know, we all were friends and we did some things together and, and we, you know, and Amos and I really tried to build a friendship with them as a couple. Um, and things ended up going really, really fucking bad. Uh, <laughs> really bad. at some point when we were, we were up North and we were in Manistee where at my dad's house, like we don't get reception uh-huh. every now and again, like a message will come through to the phone that you have your cell phone, but you cannot get a message out there. Like yeah. there's just no fucking service at that house. And that's on Northern Michigan for that you. That is Northern Michigan. Sorry, Verizon. You're not covering it. Um, so that 
this particular weekend, Amos and I are up north and some shit went down with some other mutual friends. And you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so some, some shit went down with some other mutual some, friends some and Facebook she was book drama, Facebook drama yeah. went down and she was expecting me to like sort of jump in and, you know, have her back. And in a lot of ways, like I would have normally, you know, but like also at the same time, I was also at that point in my life where I was also realizing that Facebook fights don't really fucking get anybody anywhere. Absolutely it doesn't really not, yeah. advance the conversation. It doesn't really help educate anybody on their mm-hmm. their discrimination their prejudices yeah. and it was we talked about this it was also a situation that quite frankly it was a kind of an odd place for anybody to get involved like it wasn't really a, a just a super public post that was like welcoming I think it was kind of a personal post between you know yeah, somebody else so yeah so yeah with I a friend who was very very ill at the time mm-hmm. and it just lost her dad and and so this person got really, really upset that I wasn't immediately jumping online and, and having her back. And so I had to make a choice. Like by the time I got home after the weekend, when I finally had service again, it was like, I had to make a choice. Do I want to reach back out to this person and try to, you know, sort of settle these waters? Or do I want to just say goodbye to this friend that I considered, you know, like a sister from another mister, like yeah. I said, and, um, after about a week of really sitting on it and thinking about it, I decided to let the friendship go. Yeah. And it was partly because there was a lot of emotional labor involved with this friend that I was giving and not getting in return. Um, and I mean, there were a lot of other factors, some mental health issues and things that came into play, but ultimately it came down to the fact that this kind of gives me an opportunity to get out of the friendship. Yeah. So and and if you're looking for an opportunity, then chances are it. And that's what I decided to do was take the opportunity. You know, I mean, so, so that's the thing. It's like here I, I, you know, I met this person and and fell madly in love with them and then apparently broke their heart before they broke mine. Yeah. Oh, I just got my heart straight up broken. Yeah. Yeah. That, finding out that marriage online was a, yeah. it was a tough one. I'm not going to lie. That was, uh, that got me. I was, my, that was, and that's on falling in love with straight girls. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't but do I mean, it. Friendships are hard. I friendships mean, are hard. And don't it, confuse that for friendship. Even though that was a friendship, we were very good friends. Yeah. I would even venture to say we are very, like, I still have her, like, you still think of her all the time and I care about her tremendously. And, yeah. and I know that she does me too. I just, yeah. I know she does. I know. I have, I have a lot of those people where like, I think of them in very high mm-hmm. esteem and very high regard. And I think of them, I think of some of them as some of my favorite people on the fucking yep. planet. Like I she, want them there. in my life every fucking day if possible. Unfortunately, they're not able to be in my life mm-hmm. every fucking day. So, and I think, Sister G. I think we'll get Sister back there. G. We'll get back there maybe one day. Not to that point. Not to the where we were. Because, but, you know, but it was um, uh, brutal that, you know, it was such a, just communicated so much. You know, it was one of those people like, you know, you just have your person that you just, like, I don't know. I have like, I get going with a person where I just have this like running you know, you never end it. You never really know how to end a text message. So it goes for like six months. <laughs> you know, I have that with some yeah, people where I yeah. just, and she was just that person. Like I just talked to at night and in the morning and like, yeah. And then the whole, I have feelings for you. That just, that really, and then boom, married. It yeah. literally, it literally happened within like a week. Uh, yeah. So yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so that's a whole different conversation because that's, I don't mean to confuse friendships with relationships, but that's the problem too. Like it can, well, that's, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the problem with like, it, when right? you're in a, in a relationship with, uh, you know, in a queer relationship, it's, it gets a little dicey, like meeting another girl. Cause it's kind of the same thing. Like queer people struggle with the same, you know, irrational jealousies as straight people. Where, Absolutely. Like, and the thing is too, we're also friends with so many of our exes. A lot of our <laughs> friendship circles are people that we've slept with. And that's on next week's conversation. Are we talking next week? No, time? that's next week. Yeah. Next week. Friends, <laughs> friends with your exes. exes because But that's also part of the thing about being queer and 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 that's what's so weird about heterosexual relationships. <laughs> the idea that you can't be friends with your exes is like, yeah, what? Well, because there's so many of them. There's so many straight people. There's literally like 42 lesbians. And I've dated a quarter of them. And like, but so most of, I mean, I'm friends I with. There's more like 47 lesbians. I'm, I'm just going to say. friends with all of my exes except for the last one. But I'm very good friends with the rest of them. Very, very good friends with. Yeah. One of, you know, we have a mutual friend that's yeah. one of my ex-girlfriends friends and she's one of my best friends and um some of some of our biggest fans are my ex-girlfriends so <laughs> I think that's really cool and I can't yeah, wait to talk no, about that really cool I don't have a lot of well, is it healthy we're gonna talk about is it unhealthy time. though like hmm. I don't know and I don't know how I'm close with all of my ex-girlfriends partners I had a friend for the most part I had a friend once <laughs> that should end right is there a totally different conversation entirely this friend but she literally called every single ex that she ever had, like, including, like, when she was 14 and dated somebody for two weeks, yeah. her ex-girlfriend. Like, she never transitioned anybody to friend. Like, there was one person that was her best friend in life, mm -hmm. but every time she would talk about her, she'd be like, this is my ex-girlfriend. Oh, and she's also my best friend. Oh, yeah. See, Do like you know what I mean? Like, and it was so weird for me. It was like... Why do you need everybody to know that all of these people dated yeah. you? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, as opposed to, like, when does somebody transit? I guess this is a conversation for next week. But when does somebody transition from X to that friend? Is definitely, which is definitely what we're going to talk about next week. Because that's, it is a really. But I think at some point, somebody does transition to that point. Mm -hmm. And when somebody speaks of them as their ex consistently for so long after that period, it just sort of seems like. Well, like my first girlfriend. weird. My first girlfriend was literally like, well, if you say literally a lot, I'm going to try to break you that. You do say it literally a well, lot. You I do a lot too, today, it, night also. Too. This podcast is now named Literally. literally. <laughs> that is, I say it we're all the time. We're literally a sports podcast. It, we're sports and we're literally sports. Literally. Um, I In the so literal way, not the figurative way. We're, we're, yeah, we're getting to be really. You're actually we're we're starting, really figurative with our word. We're literal. starting to talk a lot alike. Um, so I my um, my first girlfriend, I dated her a very long time ago. I I kind of don't even think of her as my girlfriend. It was so long ago. Like it seems weird to think of. Like she's married now. I'm very good friends with her yeah. wife. Like I don't. That's I would what I never mean. think. Like of, I think of. I think when you. Because when you talk about, I know who you're talking about, mm -hmm. and, and when you talk about them, you say, my best friends, mm -hmm. or you say, my friends. Yeah. And it's later on in the conversation where it's, oh, yeah, oh, I once dated so-and-so. Yeah. Do you know but what I'm I mean, saying? I mean, we were like, together for almost three years, right. so yeah. And, and that's significant, and mm -hmm. I get that, but at the same time, it's like, 
there is a point where yeah. she transitioned from X to, yeah. but this is again, we're talking for next about week. next yes. week. Yeah. So um, we should probably end on that note we because we are really, yeah, we are <laughs> really into, next, into week. next week's territory. Um, so this, again, this, this conversation was a little all over the place because making adults friends making is all over the place. Is it's hard, complicated and messy and being queer only kind of, it, Oh, you know, like actually it's interesting. Cause I'm, I'm trying to right now build a friendship with the person that is marrying my brother. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, you know, she's coming from another country and she's trying to figure things out here. And I fell madly in love with her yeah. when I first met her. I mean, yeah. like she's just got the best energy and all of this stuff. And yet there's still that weirdness. Right. Like there's still the weirdness. Yes. And, and part of it is, is that like, you know, I don't, once again, it's like, I, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what her perception of me might be. I don't know where she thinks my motivation is coming from. Is that, do you, you know think that saying? comes from being queer or just in general? Oh, a hundred percent coming from me in general and also being <laughs> okay so 50 yeah is she like thinking that like oh i'm interested in her like oh so I'm weird so yes. messed up, you yes. know but like because i don't know what the perception is because mm-hmm. i am like i'm hitting her hard with like all this stuff like information i'm like doing what i can to try to make her feel welcome in the country and like give her information about things and you know, all of this stuff. And it's like, am I bombarding her with this stuff? And she thinks that like, I'm crazy yeah, and I'm in love with her. Or does she understand that? No, I just really like yeah. her and really want her to like feel comfortable. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm kind of actually going through that right now. That's interesting. We'll have to kind of stay on top of that and see how it goes. Hopefully. Um, it just goes well because you're, she, oh, I hope so. I don't know why I said that. Like there's an option of her being like, I'm not interested. <laughs> you have to back off. So I, and that's, super awkward. Well, that's, see, and that's, that's, that's in her head probably because it's totally in my head. It's so ridiculous to think that women are going to just assume that. And yet I can't help it. I know. And then yet the I, I grew up. Sometimes am hitting out. God, I just don't know. It's such. Oh, a it's so confusing. Um, but what are no. you doing, Nicole? I'm, I'm kind of joking about that. I part. know you are. <laughs> Mostly joking about that part, but um, yeah. It so that is that is the most complicated thing, and and getting over the 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 just being friends to being comfortable friends too. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, you know the I, kind of friend that you can like watch a movie with yeah. it's very different than the kind yeah. of friend that you go to dinner with yeah you don't yeah absolutely no conversation versus conversation mm-hmm. very different kind of friend yeah um it's like that person you can go to their house in pajamas and like just chill and yeah. watch tv and that's it's hard to make those friends it is but they're important they're keepers they are keepers i have a couple of them me too good i love you i love you too let's go to oh wait do you think i'm one of them Oh, I, you are 100% okay. one of them. I didn't know. Okay, good. <laughs> Do you think I'm one of them? Do you think I'm in love with you? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Are we in love with each other? I think you're in love That'd with me. That'd be super awkward. I think you're in love with me. We would I have think... to quit the podcast and just snuggle on the couch all day. <laughs> <laughs> we can still do the podcast, though. Okay. Okay. All right. Crushes? Let's go to crush it. I'm going to be your crush. Crush your head. I don't know why I like that so much. But did you ever watch Kids in the Hall? 
No, but you know what's funny is that I literally see. I need to stop. Literally, I <laughs> say that the crushes like like three times a day in my head for no reason. It's just always in there. Yes, the way that you talk is always in my okay, head. So, oh, Kids in the Hall was a hilarious like sort of sketch comedy show. Uh, I think Canadian. Mm-hmm. I think, but it's so long that I might be wrong about that. But either way, uh, they had this sketch where there was this weird fucking dude who just sat far back from people and just would put their little heads in between his forefinger yeah. and his thumb and would say, crash, I'm going to crash your head. Crash. <laughs> and he would just make this weird little voice and do this crush your head thing. And I think of strangers with candy. Yeah. That's, strangers with candy. No, strangers with candy. was, uh, Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. Yeah, I just, love her. Oh my God. She um, should be a crush for every week. And so right? should David. I David mean, like too. David is, fucking brilliant he, but he's not my crush this week and neither is she no but he some of my best memories ever are his audiobooks the first few times i heard him the way he reads them and tells the stories oh my god i love i books. actually haven't listened to him audibly it's a different uh, i believe oh you gosh, yeah. but just reading his words on paper make me laugh out loud and that's rare yeah for me to read uh, uh, an author and actually laugh out loud with their writing. So, I mean, actually out loud, like can't stop myself. Yeah. His, his inflections, like I'm sure it's all funny. I yeah, just, I brilliant. always went the auto audio way. Amy so. Sedaris, Strangers with Candy. Oh, oh my God. Are you kidding me? So, so um, every we'll, time oh, we'll have to talk about this yeah, because it's off, but him talking about her, Growing up. Oh, the brown towel episode. <laughs> the the black eye. Or when she said, when she yelled something about his, I hope his, his whatever, some kind of like murder charges go away and left him on the train alone. And like she just screamed <laughs> it to say bye. It was so, it's just, they're so funny. Anyway. Hilarious. Okay. So yes. crushes. Crush? My crush, crush is Cole. Cole? Cole, Cole. who? You know Cole. Cole like it? Cole is my crush this week. Cole with Jacuis? Because I love Cole. We Cole had, from Kauai? Cole is such a cool guy. We had such a good, like, we just had such a good friendship, and I've known him for so long, and he's just this really enigmatic, brilliant person, and he lives in Hawaii now, and he called me the other day, and we had a really nice conversation. You just, and he, I don't know, I just, I really miss him, and. Um, we all love you back here. Cole, yeah, we do. You are totally my crush this week. Oh, you know what? Hey. I had a different crush, but I'm going to go with that same crush. We're only gonna... because, you know what? I think Cole needs the extra love this week. Cole deserves it. Yeah, yeah. he does. Oh. And I have been friends with Cole. Okay, let me tell you a couple stories about Cole really quick. Okay. Uh, Cole lived with us for a little while. And... Cole has this uncanny ability to startle the shit out of me no matter what. (laughs) For example, I walked in one day and our couch at the time was set up like right in front of the front door. Literally the first thing that you would see when you walk in is the couch and the person on the couch. And I walked in and did not see him on the couch. And 
went about my daily business and kept doing my things. And suddenly he says something to me and I screamed so loud. I turned around and there he was sitting on the couch <laughs> the entire time. Somehow he, I just didn't see him. I mean, he just scares the shit out of me no matter what. Best thing ever though, this week he texted me and he said, Yvonne, imagine hearing that in a baritone voice from the sky. <laughs> and it's because I did hear that. From him, when I was in law school, out on our back patio, sitting there studying, super into my law book, reading, studying, like, meh, and suddenly I hear my name, and I look around, and I don't see anybody, and it's a male voice, <laughs> and I'm looking around, and I'm like, where's this voice coming from? So finally, and I keep hearing the voice, and it's... Seems like it's coming from above. So I start looking into the actual sky. Like oh, fucking boy. Jesus is fucking <laughs> talking to me. And I don't even believe in Jesus, right? <laughs> and that's when Cole busted out of the uh, patio. Uh, bust, busted out of the house onto the patio and yes, said, hey, yeah. that's, the hell, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen is you looking up into the sky <laughs> from God. Oh, my God. I love Cole. <laughs> He's just yeah. a, he's a kind, caring, wonderful human. Very. I yeah, love him. Me too. So he is our crush. Yay. This was fun. It was a good conversation. Cool. You're amazing. Yeah. 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 Friends. Well, adulting while gay. Friends are hard. And we have a mutual friend crush this week. Yeah. That shows that friends are hard, but worth it. Yeah. Totally yes. worth it. Excellent. And we love our friends. Yes. Some of them. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Next week, we are talking about staying friends with exes. Okay. Aye. All right. Yeah. So, Rate us, review us. Yes. Or follow don't. Us. It's all your choice. Follow us on socials. Yeah. At Instagram or <laughs> at Queerdos on Facebook. Yep. Or Queer Podcast on Instagram. And um, stay weird. Be queer. Bye. Bye.